0: Welcome back to another episode of Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel film and TV. And uh, I would say we have our usual crew today, because we do. It's Adam and Rhiannon and myself, Caleb. But one of us is now officially a comic book writer. I don't know. I guess you are kind of a comic book writer before.
1: Eh, not really. Do you you want to plug the project, Adam? I can't even say the damn title of the book on this podcast. (laughs) I was actually thinking about that
0: as soon as I saw it. I mean, I will do something so it's clear what it is.
1: I uh, So, okay. So, first and foremost, so I was purchasing Facebook advertising, right? And it flagged it like it came up with an error. It says, you cannot promote swear words. But it ended up getting promoted or... Approved, anyways. So I did have a scare, um, but yeah. So uh, a comic book series called Shed Show, um, about a bunch of drunk carnies, I guess, with superpowers. Caleb will probably hate it because it's rated R for the sake of being rated R. <laughs> it's it's okay. not. It's it's actually not. It's a, it would probably get a PG thirteen rating. Cause in the three issues we've written, there's no, there might be one F bomb. There's some gore, but you can get away with gore. There's no, it's not over the top. So now, help our listeners know: like,
0: is this going to be distributed widely enough that we can just it is? assume that it'll be
2: at the comic shop? You could
1: go. We need to you'll be it? able to go to Midtown Comics and buy really? it.
2: Really. I'll try that. You
1: can go anywhere. Yeah. You will. Not yet. Um, It is probably a late summer to fall release. We're about... We're almost done with issue one
2: right now. So you'll tell me when to go to Midtown Comics and buy it?
1: Yeah, you'll get... Well, you see the people promote their codes and stuff, right? It's the, like, three letters with a bunch of numbers and stuff. Oh, so I
2: need to go to Midtown Comics and order it.
1: Order it. Yeah. They Midtown's big enough. They might carry it, so it is coming through Scout Comics, and I do know some stores carry Scout Comics. But it is also a very small publisher, so they might. If there was a store to carry it, it would be Midtown.
0: Okay. So that's what I was kind of asking. Like if if you're like me and you're going to a relatively small comic shop, you probably would want to ask. Them you'll have to. Them. Yes,
1: you'll have to take that code with you whenever we get it, which will be in a couple months. Yeah, they're going. Each issue is going to be a little oversized. I'm not sure if I can say why yet. So we're getting more bang for our buck. Is that what you're saying? You are. Like instead
2: of nine panels, the, you're going to have twelve, and it's going to be like printed on legal <laughs> size paper.
1: I saw. So <laughs> I did. Every uh, page
0: has like a little flap that like folds down. That's down. That's for exactly like one extra is. panel. <laughs>
1: no, I did get in a bind of like doing every panel or every page of nine panels. I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't fun anymore. Um, no, but there's backup stories for each one with different artists and stories and such.
0: Oh, cool. Well, definitely go check it out, people. I mean,
1: like us on Facebook. I need more Facebook likes. I think I already. Uh, yeah, I already did it. I did too. You did. I yes. Did.
0: I was already thinking about like people who are like little old ladies from church context that I have going, Oh, Caleb liked. What? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Probably.
0: But that's okay, Adam. That's how much I love you, man. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with
2: it. I appreciate the
1: that. church ladies. I appreciate that very much.
2: You should uh, share it on our Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, I
1: don't want to do that. Why? I'll talk about it now. I don't know. The only people who would have
0: any right to be annoyed would be me and Rihanna, And we both just said it was yeah. okay. Well, so. it's all right yeah. with you guys.
2: Like, you got to write up the post, though. Yeah, we're not going to promote you. We will let you promote yourself.
0: I already have to come up with a two blurb thing to put on the social media yeah. post every week. Caleb already edits the out. podcast.
2: That's enough work.
0: Let's jump into the news, the Marvel news, not the Adam Barnhart news. Um, so Modok is actually a real show that's happening, uh, and we got cast. I'm kind of. Um, delaying because i didn't pull up this website but we know for sure Patton oswalt is actually going to be modok uh the story is going to center around like his wife and kids is that right like he has like a modok daughter who's in high school did i read that right
1: it's so it's like family guy but with modok
2: yeah
0: which uh who's, okay
2: who's ahead right i mean yes so modok has a i mean
0: technically he has arms okay legs, he does but. have arms Oh, you're immediately going to the method of procreation? Is that, is that where we're going?
2: <laughs> I'm just saying there was some discussion in the Save Daredevil um, chats this week about that stuff.
0: Uh, so the cast, we've got Amy Garcia from Lucifer, El Chicano, and Dexter. We've got Ben Schwartz from Parks and Recreation House of Lies. Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Wendy, McClendon, Covey from the Goldbergs, and Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Uh, Beck Bennett, the Saturday Night Live guy, is uh, going to be a character in this. John Daly from The Kroll Show and Curb Your Enthusiasm is in it. And Sam Richardson from Veep and Ghost Draft is in it. Uh, I don't think any of these characters are significant comic characters that I know of. There's going to be like a lot of stuff about... like. Modoc has to sell AIM to, like, a tech startup because they're bad business or something. It it very much does seem like a family guy, Simpsons-type humor to this. Uh, What do you guys think about everything we've heard about this show this week?
2: I mean, my thoughts are mainly just, wow, it's still happening. And it seems that they're taking it seriously. So, cool.
1: Yep. You two have pretty much... Discussed it. I guess I thought we always just assumed Pat and was going to be Modoc, except that I guess that wasn't the case until this week.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it was ever made official. It was sort of assumed that the producers on these would be the voices as well, like uh Elizabeth Banks before I guess she got kicked off that she would be, you know, Dazzler or whatever.
1: I like the cast. Um Humero's awesome at Brooklyn ninety nine. Uh John Ralphio, you can't uh go wrong with John Ralphio.
0: Yeah, it makes me really wonder about these other shows. Like, I think Hitmonkey was the one I was most interested in just because what a lovely, ridiculous premise. Like, we've heard that Tigra and Dazzler has been pretty significantly, you know, like, pushed back because they lost their showrunners and everything. I don't know. I'll be interested to see if this is, like, the first in a lot of announcements or if they're going to, like, put this out as a test balloon and then do the other stuff if this does okay, you know?
2: So, did the press releases for this include something on Hellstrom? Or is that just Adam putting stuff in his article when he wrote it up?
1: Hey, you you read read, that. um,
2: Yeah, man. I read at least one Adam article Uh, this week.
1: Good question. I mean, Hulu's totally happening, if that's what you were wondering.
2: Yeah, so, like, Hellstrom is still happening, MODOK is still happening...
1: It does not say anything in the press release.
2: Wait, so the press release doesn't
1: mention Hailstrom? No, it doesn't mention anything besides MODOK.
0: Well, and that's, I mean, I don't want to make too much of something little. You do kind of feel like after that first press release that this would have been like, Hulu announces the first of the four show suite that will be the offenders, MODOK, Mm -hmm. you know, like. It's kind of interesting that they launched it as, here's a five-show thing that's happening, and now they're like, oh, here's MODOK, and, you know, no talk about anything else.
2: Well, and if everything's going, like, if they have all these other delays on the other shows, I know animation takes, the time, takes a lot to put together, but maybe the first thing Feige did was say, okay, guys, no reason to rush this. Let's do the one, do it well, see how it's received, and decide how we're going to go from there.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's just exciting, I guess, to see anything. It's been almost a year since these things were greenlit, I think. So like the fact that they haven't given up totally on it and they're just going to let it die in a shallow grave, like, you know, the John Ridley ABC show or something, I guess is uh, a good thing. So,
1: well, we knew last week they had some stuff done because the, uh, Hulu guy says he's seen it.
0: Oh yeah, at the TCAs or whatever. He also
1: said he saw four episodes of Hellstrong. That's right.
2: So things are still happening.
1: Now
0: the other bit of this that Adam pulled out expertly over at comicbook.com mm-hmm. was, I cannot
1: believe no one recognized that.
0: Is now there's a thing called Marvel TV studios. Which feels right. like an amalgamation of the Marvel television brand and the Marvel Studios right.
2: brand. And it has Kareem in charge.
1: Yeah, this is the first. I mean, they didn't do a Jeff quote, man. He's done, right? He's out. He's kaput. He's He is no more involved.
0: You made me think of Marshawn Lynch. the you see his press conference? <laughs> where, I had friends, man, that were playing with me in the league, and and now they're no more. You
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> right? What well, what that was that the uh... take
0: care of your chickens
1: interview. Take care of your yeah, okay, that was gold. Uh, take care of yeah. your
0: mentals. Take care of your chickens.
1: Marvy. Marv, Marvie, Mar-V, Marvelt.
0: Okay, so here's what I don't get. You guys can talk me through this. Why does it? Why do they need a separate like name and label? Why don't they just make these shows
1: as Marvel Studios shows? So, the one thing is, this isn't an LLC either. Like, it's not a separate corporate entity, I guess. Because those are still Marvel Television Group and Marvel Studios. I don't know what that means. I guess. I would guess structure. I mean, you film TV differently, so it might be easier to have the people with... Uh, connections on tv i don't know
2: i really don't know i mean unless unless they genuinely plan to have a different brand i mean they don't want people confusing the stuff over on disney plus with the stuff over on hulu that i mean
1: that makes sense because you wouldn't go through the process of kind of this restructuring if you're going to can it entirely after these shows right why not just keep calling it Marvel Television until you get these four shows out of the way this year, and just say goodbye. And so
2: far, Kareem is the one with the quotes, right? It was, K- yeah, uh, Kareem, whose producer credits are Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, The Punisher, then Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, and Hailstrom. So he's been. Look at that. He's the new Jeff. Well, but he doesn't have He's Agents of Jeff. S.H.I.E.L.D. He doesn't have... Um, Agent, Carter. Agent Carter. He doesn't have Inhumans.
0: Right, but I'm saying he has basically everything that still exists. Yeah, or that was popularly received. It's just interesting because Marvel Studios makes TV shows, right? Like, they're currently making TV shows for Disney+. Plus. So it is weird to come up with another name unless it really is seen as a corporately, like if it's something different than Marvel studios, which seems to suggest anything these people make is going to be non-canon, which I I mean, we assume MODOK was going to be non-canon anyway, but like, if we bring it back around to the ABC conversation, would it be a Marvel studios, ABC show, or would it be a Marvel TV studios, ABC show? And if it's a Marvel TV studios show, does that mean that it's not you know like it's not going to be an MCU continuity?
1: So, I so those are the two options, right? So it'd be the the TV structure or the non-canon thing. I know they've they've mentioned wanting to keep rated R stuff, especially with Deadpool and such. Um, but I mean, judging by the Mandalorian, what was the total runtime of the Mandalorian episodes? It wasn't.
2: Like three what, hours, thirty
1: minutes per episode. Yeah.
0: Well, they expanded. I think the last episodes were like forty-eight or fifty-two or something like that.
1: Yeah. So three. I mean, an end game, right? So I mean, they are still. A, I mean, it's far less than the six or eight-hour Netflix stuff we were anticipating. Um, maybe it is non-canon stuff. You know, I the average Joe's not going to recognize that though. You know. So I'm not sure how much that protects them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to beat the dead horse. Like, when people talk about an ABC show, I'm just really fascinated about what that would look like. Like, if that looks like this Modoc show, and it's technically Feige's over it, but, like, I don't know. We don't think Kevin Feige's got a lot of hands-on
1: involvement in the Modoc show, right? Probably not. But I do kind of wonder after... I mean, there's at least one comic announcement this week that was very peculiar with what's coming out now with the Werewolf by Night stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't Marvel always do that, though? They try to, like, guess at what's coming next?
1: I wouldn't say guess. Normally it comes in afterwards. Like, they bring in the uh, Tessa Thompson Valkyrie or, or something of that nature, right?
0: Yeah, but they relaunched Runaways when Runaways was coming back to TV, and they relaunched Cloak uh, that and Dagger afterward.
1: I think they've always had Cloak and Dagger minis, though.
0: I think somebody said, "Well, that like if if Marvel Comics is really getting word from on high of what's coming to the movie stuff, they would have not done the things in the last year or two they did with Eternals, like right before Eternals got launched as a you know MCU movie."
1: Or maybe that was part of the ploy, man, right? Why not kill them all off so he can start brand new? Uh, there's, no, there's no doubt in my mind that's going to be... I mean, they're doing an Eternals new ongoing this year. You know they are.
0: I would think they'd want to cash in, yeah. Probably
1: maybe Jason Aaron even. I mean, he's not doing... What's he doing? I think he's on one of the Conan books. He's done with Thor now, so Eternals would be. Uh...
0: He's doing Sea of Stars. Is that what it's called? His, yep, solo, his he's independent film? All right. Um, this next bit of news is a little mix of like scooperisms and actual hard evidence. So Charles Murphy was suspicious that one of the actresses hired on to Falcon and Winter Soldier might be playing the character Jolt from The Thunderbolts. And then that actress posted on Instagram a new tattoo that she has, which is the logo for the Jolt costume. And then one of her friends said in a now-deleted comment, I'm so excited for people to see Jolt in the MCU. So, I don't know. I feel like that one feels pretty uh, solid. Wow. Is that exciting to you guys? That I mean, we've talked about Thunderbolts as a real possibility it seems to be a lot more confirmed now than it was before, or are we reading too much into this social media stuff?
2: That seems pretty legit to me. There's no better source than a best friend accidentally spilling the beans.
0: Yeah, that would seem to be. And I'm sure that Feige's like, don't talk to your friends. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you cannot reveal this stuff.
1: Um, Captain Marvel 2 is a go.
0: Oh, is that new news?
1: Yeah, Boris Kitts says um, it is going to be in the present timeline with Megan McDonnell um, from the WandaVision Writer's Room writing the script. Um, wow, Bowden and Fleck. Sources say that Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, who co-wrote and directed the initial film hit, will not return to helm the sequel, but are in talks to remain in the Marvel Universe and direct a possible Disney Plus series. Marvel is hoping to find a female filmmaker for Captain, Captain Marvel 2 and his eye in a potential 2020 release. What? So... What? Whoa, wait, wait Adam, 20, is this coming
2: from we got this, we got this
1: Covered? I'm saying Boris Kitt from THR. 2022 release date. Oh,
0: 2022, that makes sense.
2: So oh, 22. I thought uh, you said 2020. I was like...
1: Yeah. No, 2022, so that would be so it'd be Black Panther 2, it'd be Ant-Man 3 and Captain Marvel
0: and Blade probably. Whatever the October one is.
1: Yeah, oh, there is four dates then, right? Yep.
0: That's interesting. It seems to suggest that um Disney did not look at the financial success of that and go, "All right, let's just get the same directors." I mean, there've been a lot of criticisms that that movie didn't like, as successful as it was, that it didn't click the way it kind of should have. And, uh, you know, like, I'm not trying to give in to the trolls. Like, I think there's people who are not trolley and, oh, I hate women characters, that still felt that movie was kind of meh. And so, Bowdoin and Fleck being gone seems to suggest that Disney felt like it was kind of meh, even though it made a billion dollars. I mean, is that the way you would read that?
1: They will be getting producer credit, though, per ComicBook.com.
0: That's pretty common, though, right? Like, Favreau still gets producer credits. Well, on yeah, Iron Favreau 80s. does,
1: and, I mean, Derrickson and such. And, I mean, that's the thing. that I mean, they'll probably get... I mean, the story's probably already been there, right? There's a treatment floating somewhere, if not right after the first movie or even before. I'm sure they developed it as a trilogy.
0: But that's got to feel... That's still got to be weird, Right oh, hey, we had a movie that made a billion dollars and we're going to break up the creative team behind it? Like, it seems to suggest Disney wasn't happy with something, right?
1: Uh, I don't know, man. You know how large... how I, I know they got director credits, but, I mean, you know how well-oiled of a machine that is? Do they actually even need directors on set? You know, I mean, it's not like hopping into a Marvel movie is going to be the most free creative process you'll have of your career right i mean what kind of oversight do you have i mean,
2: I think they get to make major decisions on how the final product is going to look and feel to me you just you have to make the the opposite argument if that's the case
0: thor ragnarok didn't feel distinctly different and have a distinct taika tone to it it did and james gunn's two movies feel like a james gunn movie And I think the Russo brothers have a very distinct style that came out in their films.
1: But, I mean, with the exception of Black Panther, I don't think what initial Marvel movie, what first Marvel movie or first movie in a Marvel franchise has had a real distinct tone. I mean, even Doctor Strange, with the the exception of like the the last final third act the last battle or whatever it still kind of looked the same as everything else right it was always lots of flat colors and like even guardians one it has like the tans and silvers type of
0: was strange it was the magical mystery tour stuff that i think did have a lot of derrickson and it wasn't flat like
1: that part are you talking about that one scene
0: What's this significant scene in the movie when the Ancient One punches his astral form out? And he, I mean, it's what everybody was talking about, right? That's what they showed in IMAX to but like it, get that's people a, excited. I mean, it's
1: still a far cry from Thor Ragnarok where every single shot is a totally... Separate flavor, right?
0: Right. But to me, that's not an argument that Marvel doesn't need strong directors. It's an argument that what Marvel needs is someone whose style is so overwhelmingly interesting and unique that even within the machinery of Marvel, their personality comes out, which is something that happened with Taika and happened with James Gunn that, you know, to some degree, I don't think happened with Bowdoin and Fleck. And to a degree, I don't think really happens with Peyton Reed. Like, I think, is there anything that was, you know, like, when we look at Ant-Man and the Wasp or Captain Marvel, do those movies have a distinct flavor to them the way Guardians or Thor Ragnarok did?
2: I'd say, yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp kind of did. I think, Adam, the part about the machine running itself is why Marvel's able to take risks on some of these directors that haven't directed a big budget movie. It's why Marvel doesn't always doesn't need like Michael Bay and stuff to do a big action film. They know how to do the action part. They know how to make a blockbuster, but they need these unique voices to keep it from being standard blah over and over and over. But as far as the first movie having a in tone, I mean even if you just look from Iron Man to Captain America the First Avenger like those are two very different tones and feels
0: I would argue there is no MCU movie that is more obviously within a director's canon of work than Captain America First Avenger Yeah, like that has Rocketeer, Joe Johnston nostalgia World War 2 like written all over it that movie is very distinct to the director's style.
2: So yes and no.
0: <laughs> I think we broke Adam.
2: No, I'm just yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's it's pretty vanilla. I mean, doesn't it look like every other single war movie? It stills not as bombastic as I mean, even some Cap comics might get right. Well, yeah, it's a safe business decision. I mean, why would they hop into a movie just totally? mind bendy right out of the gates right i mean they did push the boundaries with doctor strange but nowhere near everything derrickson would be tweeting or instagramming or, or the pictures and stuff you know i mean i saw the visuals some but it was more inception than it was floaty i kind of ex- like i've said before i kind of expected the you know the palette to be somewhere like atlantis plus the the dark dimension type stuff you know. Um and maybe Multiverse of Madness will do that, but uh I I totally get what they do. They're not going to totally shake things up with the the first one. It's it's a gradual thing. So maybe I mean that could be exactly what they're doing. Maybe Captain Marvel was just too
0: Bowden and Fleck didn't do anything with Captain Marvel that felt that really felt like they took the Marvel machine and ramped it up. And so they're going with they're they're gonna to try to find somebody who can give it that extra ten percent that someone like Tyker or James Gunn could. I just it's the only way it makes sense to me like the safer decision is to stick by the same formula that got you to a billion dollars and It's fascinating to me that they're not That's all I'm saying
2: well, they know they can take chances they know how to take chances.
1: Marvel could absolutely bomb a movie and still make six hundred million dollars.
2: I think we'll get to test that soon, but we'll
0: get to that later on in the episode. Mm. Um, Cool. So Captain Marvel, that was hot off the press news. Uh, Do we want to say anything else about Thunderbolts and Jolt in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Keep moving. I don't even know Jolt. Like, I did not read Thunderbolts enough to know that character, so.
1: So now we're reporting on... We're we're reporting connecting imaginary dots as news.
0: Well, I th- I tried to ask this question earlier when you were reading about Captain Marvel. Do you think it's do you think it's legit, though? Like, I mean, she does have the tattoo and she did have a friend who literally said on social media, excited to see Jolt in the MCU. Like.
1: Well, I wouldn't even say that's imaginary dots. I'd say that's a pretty big flub.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, it went from speculation on Charles Point to, like, oh, wow, that's probably going to happen.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, at this point, Adam, do you have any doubts that Thunderbolts is the direction they're going out of Captain no. America Winter Soldier?
1: No, not at all. That's why I'm – I'm. hell, maybe Bone and Fleck are doing Thunderbolts. You know, I don't know. They said they're doing a Disney Plus show. I mean, I would be – at this point, I would be more surprised – if they didn't do a Thunderbolts movie or something, I mean everything's just there. They're bringing Zemo back. They're bringing, you know, Agent Thirteen back. They're bringing all sorts of people back. They had the uh, a Christmas Story kid show up in, in Far From Home. What well, I can't remember that guy's name. He produced Iron Man. Um, I mean, yeah, they're there, and I saw there was some other scoop. I, I don't know if it was Charles or who it was. Charles' buddy Atlanta filming said that they're going to bring another villain back that no one sees coming. So it's it's totally doable. It, it is going to be it's it's going to launch the whole rated R thing over again too. Um, Thunderbolts, I think so.
0: I don't. I mean, if it was like General Ross and the Punisher and Elektra and Deadpool Thunderbolts, then maybe. But the original comic book was they
1: see, yeah. I, I, Deadpool wasn't rated R. You know, Deadpool was just a uh, PG-13 all jacked up on Mountain Dew smartass. And now that's it's people think they can't be rated R Deadpool movies.
0: I think I've said before on the show, Thunderbolts is a weird property to me because a lot of the fun and sizzle of that was the big reveal that these heroes are actually villains. But it just doesn't seem to me like you can do that in this MCU environment so like you know what's the tag what's the hook what's interesting about this is it just is it just like a suicide squad thing or is there like some way they can add something that would be more interesting like maybe half the characters are heroes and the other half aren't and they're trying to hide it from them i'm just to me the thing that made thunderbolts thunderbolts was the last page where you're like Oh crap! Citizen V's actually Baron Zemo. Like that was like the pull the rug out from under you moment that I just don't think we so can have.
1: Here's a conspiracy theory, right? So so Marvel hires James Gunn to do Guardians and Guardians too, right? And Guardians directly caused DC to do the Suicide Squad. And, I mean, Gunn had expressed some interest in doing the Suicide Squad stuff. So when that controversy rolled around, what if they said, you know what, let's can James real quick. So he'll take the Suicide Squad on and make the Suicide Squad good. So once people are craving the Suicide Squad, we're going to launch Thunderbolts with our huge, massive fan base, so once people get acclimated to a good Suicide Squad, they'll love Thunderbolts.
0: Oh, it was all planned, and Bob Iger's mind. That's
2: an extensive conspiracy theory,
1: Adam. Why not? It's perfectly laid out. Yeah. There's an email thread on it somewhere. We just need someone to leak it, WikiLeaks.
0: (laughs) Uh, Next bit of news... Um, uh, we're seeing reports that She-Hulk may start filming as early as July, which, again, is just another sign that all this stuff is moving up. Um, I was looking at it today. We could enter a world where there's a Marvel or Lucasfilm thing basically every week starting in, like, what, August? Like, seriously, looking at the timelines... They could do Falcon and Winter Soldier in August, make that run through mid September, then hit WandaVision from mid September to Halloween, then hit the Mandalorian for November and December, and then launch Loki around the new year, and then throw in What If, and then Miss Marvel should be about ready in, you know, March or so, and then they would have, you know, potentially the Obi Wan show, and then we'd potentially have She Hulk. Like, that's not I actually sat down with dates and like it's really possible that all of that stuff will just flow one from another like that.
1: Speaking about Ms. Marvel, what happens if that's what Fleck and Bowden are doing? Oh, I mean, that would be, be like interesting. A, it's going to be like a street-level type thing, right? Maybe they wanted to make Captain Marvel more cosmic and stuff, whereas Ms. Marvel is going to be more... Less cosmic and more indie feeling, right? Like a coming of age.
0: Do we have a showrunner for that yet, or is it yeah, just we have a, a showrunner?
1: But oh. no directors. Yeah, showrunner.
0: Yeah, but hasn't showrunner and director been kind of synonymous thus
2: far with the Disney Plus shows?
1: I mean, they've all been different people.
0: Oh, have they? I thought they were the same person most of the time.
2: No, they've had the same writer for the whole series. Okay. Um. But different directors, I think.
1: No, they the director directs the whole the thing, whole thing. Up till now. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier has one director. So
0: who the heck's the showrunner? What are they doing? Showrunner is a writer. Uh, the showrunner
2: show, is the head writer. Yeah. yeah. In a normal television series, the showrunner is the one that maintains the feel, the tone. They do the last draft of every script. Like, they may have a script writing team. And Feige said that just like the nature of the Disney Plus shows, like, yes, they have a little bit of a screenwriting team. But the showrunner does the last draft. And because they're usually the only ones there for all of the episodes, they have the biggest control over tone and feel and more power than a director. Whereas in movies, usually the director has all the power, the creative power.
0: So we're saying the writer and the showrunner are kind of collapsed. Showrunner is the
2: lead writer.
0: Okay. Because um, when they brought people on stage at D23 in San Diego last year, there was always two entities. I thought it was the writer and the showrunner, but it sounds like it's the writer, showrunner, and the director.
2: Director, correct. But,
0: but there's, there was only two people. There's not like a three-headed thing where there's a writer they brought out and a director and a showrunner.
2: No, the showrunner's the writer. The showrunner is the writer. And they have, I mean, so on these shows, on the Script Notes podcast, uh, Kevin Feige did a holiday episode of the Script Notes podcast. And he talked a little bit about it, that he, they have writer's rooms for the TV shows. But it's not like a traditional writing room. It's just sort of a necessity because of the amount of material they need to create.
0: Well, it's interesting in as much as we should probably get a Kamala Khan and a you know, Jennifer Walters casting in the next month or two, right? If they really are filming She-Hulk in
2: July. Is there somewhere coming up for them to announce this sort of thing? Like, it seems like...
1: Not until July, yeah.
2: right?
1: Unless they head to C2E2.
2: Yeah! Adam, let's go to C2E2.
1: I'm skipping out this year. I think I'm going to Planet Comic Con instead. Maybe they'll go to Planet Comic Con. <laughs> Is that... Maybe I'll go heard of it.
0: to the Big Apple Comic Con where apparently right. we have
2: connections. I need to I need to get up with him, see if he remembers me. Oh, there's nothing, is there? I mean,
1: sooner or later they'll probably do their own event again. Or just wait
2: until... I mean, it just seems like there's a lot of announcements that they would want to make on a big stage. And it seems like they, rather than those trickling out as like exclusives to Variety they would want to like I don't know
1: it seems like they've gotten pretty lax with their security though recently right like how many set photos we've never gotten as many set photos as we have from the Disney plus shows plus Eternals
2: Eternals does a lot of on location real right yeah I think some of that's the director right like she seems to like
0: to be in real places instead of in front of blue screens
1: uh there's a quote with uh feige said well he said it's one of the most expensive movies they've done because she insists on doing the uh
2: Hmm.
1: practical stuff
0: michelle yao is apparently being cast in shang chi which is you know uh exciting i think because she's kind of a Big-time star within kind of, uh, you know, Asian actor circles for a long time. So that's cool to see her get that opportunity. Oh, apparently they're uh, casting a Hulkling is what we're hearing from some sources. We'll see if that's true. Uh, And as Adam mentioned, there's been a ton of set photos. Have you guys seen anything else on the internet you would like to discuss before we move
2: on? Oh, the U.S. agent has Captain America's shield.
1: Wow. That's a terrible costume. It looks like pleather. It just looks really cheap.
2: Yeah, but I mean...
1: I mean, it probably is pleather.
2: Yeah.
0: I think they want us to despise him. Right. Like, like I think they did a oh, great totally, job yeah. of creating something that we all look at and go, oh, you know?
1: There's no way he's not going to be like a mega type dude.
2: Yeah. That,
1: yeah, that show's going to... I can't wait for Twitter once that show hits.
0: All right, so for our main topic, uh, we decided we'd do a look ahead into 2020, and we decided that we would make some bold predictions. So what we're going to do is each of us have a few things that are our bold predictions for the year to come, and then at the end of the year, we can look back and see if we were right. Adam, Rhiannon, any of you want to start with your bold predictions for the year to come in the MCU?
2: I predict that you two are going to like Falcon and Winter Soldier far more than you expect.
0: Oh. Probably. I'm already more excited than I was, like, two weeks ago.
2: Ah, See? Because I think you guys have been pretty down on that one. And I think they're going to do a lot of stuff that makes you excited. That we're not expecting. I think there's going to be surprises. And it's going to... Um catch everybody off guard
0: yeah i was i don't know i kind of was thinking it was gonna be like a paint by number like copy of the is it nick spencer adam that did the secret empire stuff yes that it would be like his version oh i hope not of,
1: you thought it was gonna be that
0: i didn't think it'd be secret oh, empire no. i thought it would be the sam wilson captain america stuff oh,
1: he that'd did. Be, yeah that'd be dope
0: and he did he didn't okay that was a fine run I just, you know, it just—I was just worried it would be too similar to comics. For me, the thing that flipped my attention is when they put Madripoor in it, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, what? I didn't see that okay. coming." And we keep hearing little things out of Scoopy-type people on Twitter that there is stuff coming that we are not, we're not, we're not ready for, you know. So
1: yeah, I could see that. I mean, I do think that U.S. Agent uh, photo kind of just give up gave up the main plot though. But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll still probably be blown away and surprised with some stuff.
0: But like, I don't think we know how he gets the shield. Like if Sam loses it or it gets taken from him by the government or, or if he gets taken from him. Or if he gives it up or if like he's injured somehow and like the bad guys scoop it up. Like I don't know. I just think there's lots of different things.
1: He never did sign the accords though, right?
0: Yeah, apparently some of that stuff Which, you know, I'm all for, given how the Defenders always ignored the Accords. I'd be fine for Disney Plus shows not to. My bold prediction, my first one anyway. I think the Eternals is going to make a lot more money than Black Widow at the box office.
1: That was kind of like my bold prediction. I can see that.
2: I can see that.
0: Because I feel like Black Widow's going to come out, it'll have a great opening weekend... And everyone will be like, oh, this is a really average MCU movie and a really average spy movie. I've seen it, so I can say I've seen them all, but I don't think it'll get repeat business. And I think Eternals will be different enough and weird enough that people will dig it. And I also think more and more that it's actually going to be like a very romantic movie. And I think there's going to be like, female comic fans that will see this movie six times like they did Titanic. I don't know. (laughs) Excuse me if that's like a little sexist, but like I just find, I don't know. I think there's going to be people who are going to like ship different characters in this thing and the love triangle. And that it's an audience that will go back over and over again to see it many times.
1: There's already eternal Stan account popping up. Give me a break.
2: I only saw Titanic in theaters about four times. Thank you very much. But I I get that. I get that. I'm excited about that. That made me a little bit more excited about Eternals.
0: There's also a whole, remind me, nothing big's coming out in December, right? There's no Star Wars. The Avatar stuff isn't ready yet. There's no Lord of the Rings stuff anymore. Like, they're really, I think Marvel has a pretty clear run until the Christmas time with eternals or am i wrong
2: you keep up with that better than i I do right
0: (laughs) so yeah i think eternals is gonna have long legs and i don't know if it'll be much but i could see it making 800 mil and you know black widow making 750 or something like
1: that oh you think it'll make that much
0: i think any marvel movie is going to make 150 in its opening weekend in the u.s and that sets it up for three hundred, three hundred and fifty grand, a million, in this country, and then you double that. I just think it's almost impossible for an MCU movie to not make seven hundred million.
2: I think Black Widow could so be we'll the see. MCU's first bomb.
1: That's oh. what I was as well. That's where I was. Heading. Um, <laughs> I agree with the Eternals though, and I'm not sure if this is a bold prediction or not. But I do think, since it is 2020 now, I do think WandaVision will probably be the most formative MCU property we've gotten. WandaVision will be the one thing that changes the fabric of the MCU moving forward with concepts and um, ideas and ideologies and... uh, MacGuffins and everything, characters. I just think it would be a clear divide pre-WandaVision and post-WandaVision, even more so than Endgame was, right?
0: Well, and if it's not, then they're going through a lot of effort to really kill spoilers that, Mm -hmm. like... There have been some things, I don't know if I even can talk about them all, but there have been things that Marvel have done to, like, cut down on the spoilers on this that suggest that this one means more to them than anything else they've done recently.
1: Right. You know? And a lot of it, I mean, compared to Falcon and Winter Soldier, I mean, we've gotten some stuff, obviously the S.W.O.R.D. stuff, S.W.O.R.D., um, the, um... There was some Catherine Hans stuff, like the the Witch Trial stuff, um... Yeah, I just think it'll be kind of like a post... I honestly do think we are heading towards multiverse. It just makes the most sense to make... I think at this point it would be the thing to make the most sense with all the Fox stuff um, and to kind of make everything canon in a sense, right? Um, that way you could retro retroactively make X2, you know um canon and all that stuff um so i do think it will be kind of like a um before and after wandavision type setup and we're not getting something really too big before it. obviously if falcon and winter soldier launches thunderbolts but the next three movies we're getting are essentially prequels right black widow is eternals will probably be mostly set or at least split between past and present and Shang-Chi could also be beforehand um I forget what comes after that Doctor Strange, right?
0: Yeah, Doctor um, Strange I think a synopsis this week officially said is in the current timeline though.
1: Right, right, Doctor Strange. So yeah, 3, the next 3 movies could be prequels for the most part because i mean shang chi could take place in that five year time gap or something and just be totally completely disconnected from everything um so yeah i would say you know i'm not even sure if that's a bold prediction or not i would say wandavision's going to kind of upset the uh status quo
0: so i'm gonna jump off that my other my next bold prediction will be not only will wandavision do that but WandaVision will make a concrete step towards a Fox property. And I don't know if it's going to be X-Men. I think it could be like moving towards a house of M type thing. Uh, Also with all the sword stuff and like um, uh, photon or, um, uh, you know, Rambo. Um, I think it's possible that WandaVision could even be a backdoor, to somehow get towards Fantastic Four mythology, right? Like, and I don't know if that would be Galactus or Scrolls or Silver Surfer or what, but the fact that they're going to space with WandaVision, like, it's the piece I don't understand about that show at all, but particularly if Hulkling really is going to come through WandaVision and that's going to somehow be connected to the sword stuff, like, it would not surprise me if we get seeds towards Fantastic Four or X-Men in WandaVision, so...
1: Right. I mean, this it's introducing so much. Right. Hulkling. Um, Wiccan and
0: Speed, the, you know,
1: people think. Yeah. I mean, if we have Hulkling, we'll have to have Wiccan and Speed. Um, Yeah. I mean, they, that could set up Young Avengers right there, right? I mean, hell, they could... It could be Alpha Flight. I mean, it could very realistically be Alpha Flight's the first... Well, I mean, Madripoor, right? That's essentially an ex-property. So I like that. Were we supposed to come up with more than one bold prediction?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of making them up as I go. Do you have any others, uh, Rhiannon?
2: I predict, and this is going to be my bold prediction, I mean, because some of these, you guys, they're just kind of, you know, there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rhiannon's calling us saying we have weak tea Adam. I, I, I predict know that this
2: time next year so one year from now there will be a new marvel show on abc
0: oh wow
2: like maybe not so on our television be- but like definitely happening like it won't be ridley estimated or you know like ridley rumored or whatever it'll be confirmed Marvel's making a something on ABC.
0: So by January's TCAs, they'll be talking about a deal that's firmly in place. I will make a bold prediction. If that is true, that show will suck. (laughs) But that's just me being negative.
1: (laughs) So we'll follow that. And whether they market it as a limited series, or maybe it gets renewed, but I'll say Hellstrom is canon with the larger MCU. Ooh. MCU oh. Prime.
0: Okay, so you think that like they'll make it somehow like officially part of like the Feige real MCU? They MCU?
1: will. They'll do something like you know the the Fury teaser and Agents of Shield, or they'll do something that makes it canon with the MCU. Obviously I'm not saying like a Blade appearance but maybe Blade adjacent.
2: That's a very bold statement, Adam. I take back any tea I just, an Those I two characters are
1: with, with Blade and with Moon Knight and Dracula and Werewolf by Night on the Horizon it would be a crying ass shame not to have Damien and Satana Hellstrom available.
0: All right, you just gave me an idea for one that I'm just for Rhiannon at uh, CCXP, the big—that's the Brazilian one, right?
2: See, they don't speak Spanish, uh, person, but still, uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's what. However, you say yes in Portuguese. Um, a daredevil Disney Plus show will be greenlit. And uh, given to us at CCXP, I think that's the earliest big event they could announce it at, with the legal limitations. But I think they'll tell us that some that a, a Daredevil show is coming to Disney Plus before the year's Are out.
2: Are you going to go so far as to say if it's a reboot?
0: Um, my guess is it will it will be a reboot.
1: Yes, we'll see. I sadly agree with them. I think ever, so. Spinning off that, I think they might, if they do bring Charlie Cox back, I think it'll be a reboot regardless. Hmm. Yeah. A new continuity.
0: I agree with that. I think if a. I don't think. I think they may keep some cast, but I don't think they'll want the same continuity. Because I think they'll want a, a clean slate with Kingpin to use where they want, how they want, potentially even to use him with Spidey.
1: Right. All right. But, I mean, uh, you know, there is a show that they can develop before Daredevil.
0: <laughs> Adam, okay, so here's a, well, this is more than a year. Do you, like, honestly, do you think Kun Lun will appear in
1: Shang-Chi? If it does, holy... I don't, uh, they can't, though. Unless they got Kun Lun rights back, which probably cost... Well, bucks. But
0: what's the Netflix deal? Is the Netflix deal for characters, or is it for, like... I
1: think like, it's everything. No, it can't I mean, because they, they reference...
0: They can't oh. tell them they can't use Hell's, Hell's Kitchen, yeah. right? Like, sorry, I was talking well, no, to no, it's just,
2: I mean, I was... Yeah, you went better places. But, like, if they could reference MCU stuff in the Netflix shows, can't they reference stuff from the Netflix shows in... Marvel stuff, Marvel Studios? I mean, if
1: we're doing 2021 bold predictions, I do think Iron Fist will have a cameo at some point in Shang-Chi. That's probably 2025 bold predictions. I was going to say,
0: so, do you yeah. really think the character? Because to me, the character is problematic because they can't film with that character until August, right?
2: They can't utter stuff about using the character,
1: they can't develop. Right? Yeah. Unless they've made deals, what the scoopers have said that's yeah. been done. Yeah, but so we, we don't, don't believe that. Uh, best case scenario, so September 3rd, I think? October 3rd?
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, it would not surprise me if the contracts are loose enough. that, Particularly because we keep hearing Shang-Chi is going to have some kind of um, like contest element to it. It would not surprise me if there was some warrior from the land of Kunlun. In a contest.
1: Oh, if if Fat Cobra is in Shang-Chi in that tournament of battle or whatever? Yeah. I'll lose my... Oh, man. And the the
0: cool thing is they don't even have to touch Iron Fist, and they still indicate they're headed towards Iron Fist, right?
1: And it would be such a better Immortal Iron Fist than the show ever touched on. Man, that would be so dope. Speaking of bold predictions, once they do reboot Iron Fist, they should... Cast Jessica Henwick as Iron Fist. <laughs> I am. That's not even a joke. I am 5,000% on board with that. Uh, uh, they
2: probably can't afford her. She's so hot right now. Oh, is she? She's doing well. She's got a lot of stuff going.
1: Like the Matrix
2: 4. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. By the way, did you see this junk with Guy Pierce? No. Where he's like, "Whoa, well, I didn't do the Marvel movie because they weren't going to pay me more."
2: Or you mean, Hugo Weaving.
0: I'm sorry, Guy Pierce, Hugo Weaving. They're the same dude in my brain. So yeah, Hugo Weaving. What? I okay. get the, they have a similar uh, mouth structure. Anyway. I, I,
1: okay.
0: Um, but yeah, Hugo Weaving's like, "Oh, I didn't do Red Skull because he wanted more money than." first Avenger to come in for five minutes and then he's like oh I'm also not in Matrix 4 because we couldn't make the schedules work. Hey can we just like acknowledge you're a pain in the butt to deal with? Sure. And clearly like people are just so sick of like your crap behind the scenes that it's easier to recast than to like me- deal with you?
1: Right did Ross Marcan say he was on set for a day? I think it was yeah there's an interview somewhere two days most he was on a soundstage filming that stuff.
0: Yeah, so he wants to get paid better than he did to be the second or third lead in a movie? Like, get real, pal. Like anyway. It's
1: not what's the last big thing he's been in, Lord of the Rings.
0: Uh I don't was he in the Hobbit movies?
1: I don't know. He might have been. I mean those weren't big as uh well, they're they're big, big, but they weren't big, big, you know?
0: But also, if you're Hugo Weaving, where do you get off having that kind of like ego? Like you've been in some big movies, but Hugo Weaving isn't anybody's favorite actor, you know, like I don't know.
1: Someone somewhere there's there's a Hugo Weaving stan account, you can bet your ass on that. <laughs> I'm sure.
0: All right, we're off topic now. Anybody else have any bold predictions for 2020 before we wrap this deal up, listeners? Give us your bold predictions hit us with them on the website, Twitter, whatever. We would love to have like a dozen of them to read next week and make them ridiculous. The more ridiculous, the better. So that'd be awesome. Speaking the of bolder, ma- the better, the bolder, the better. Yeah. It sounds like a, uh, soap opera. Um, speaking of comments over on the website, love waffle, uh, basically was saying, we've heard this before. The whole Sony MCU thing is just going to turn out to be like Netflix. Where it's going to feel connected at the time and then eventually down the road we'll be like, eh, they're not really connected. I think that's... that's fair. He said a cameo from Michael Keaton and Morbius will matter about as much as Clark Gregg starring in seven seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I've not paid attention to our Twitter. Have you guys noticed anything over on the as
2: far as mailbag stuff? Goes? I had to reinstall Twitter and I don't remember our password.
1: i also love in caleb's mind that abc is also the same level as sony pictures
0: (laughs) no that was in love waffles mind that wasn't mine oh you
1: agree wholeheartedly with that though
0: (laughs) i know you do it's (laughs) that's fair enough oh 20 plus notifications whoever checks this thing wow
2: i mean Uh, i normally check them i think a lot of those are from michael t ford listening to us not live Mike, we missed you on the live recording.
0: Well, we probably should announce those better, to be fair. Oh. Um, there's also a lot A lot of these notifications are like, hey, did you see this? Did you see this person said this thing? Oh, we do have one guy that doesn't like us.
2: Ooh, Heat Meal?
0: Yeah, I got to say for a Marvel show, Three House sound completely not interested in Marvel at all. Ah, Yeah, Adam, you should Sounds be more about interested.
1: Right totally, I mean, that's accurate. <laughs> What? Uh, yeah, so,
0: sorry, but would you want them to reveal the whole movie in a trailer? Oh. And then religious exclamation that I won't read because I'm me. Uh, Black Widow is my most anticipated movie of the year. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Well, good. Well, first of all. Let me
1: guess. Do they have a picture of Black Widow as their avatar?
0: No. They are Steve Rogers is their, the oh, name they go by. They
2: you know, they have But here's the thing. Like, name, I'm really they? excited that people are excited about it. We're yeah, not excited great. about it. We don't, we're not going to lie and pretend we are, but I, that doesn't mean Steve Rogers Stan account. Can't be super yeah. psyched about it. Be psyched about it. Stan account.
0: Good for you. Go. Steve Rogers. But yeah, like I, I think our attitude on the podcast has always been that we try to be honest about stuff. And when we like stuff, we like it. And so like Adam and Rhiannon like venom. If you listen carefully on that podcast, you heard them say they like Venom that's clearly a wrong opinion but I you know they're allowed to have it because we're just honest with how we feel about stuff similarly like they're not into Ant-Man and the Wasp and I think it's pretty good so like I don't know we're not like we are not a publicity uh, arm for Marvel we would be willing to do that if Marvel will give us money but up until now, like, we just say how we feel about it. And stuff.
2: plenty of times our opinions have changed after after seeing the movies.
0: Oh, yes. Absolutely.
2: So, I mean.
1: It'll likely change after the next Black Widow trailer comes out. They'll drop something amazing.
2: Like, oh, this is going to be the most exciting Yeah, thing and ever. you can trust Adam when he has that reaction because he's been so meh now.
0: I mean, a great example of that, Adam trashed Venom every time we talked about it for like two years. Like, Adam didn't watch it for so long. That's right. You weren't even on our Venom review because you couldn't be bothered to go see it. So, and then now he likes it. So, all that to say, it's a good movie. Our opinion is you don't have a Marvel podcast just to gush about it, you have it to talk about it. And so we try to be honest with stuff we like and we don't like. And none of us have been that excited about Black Widow yet. I think we're all excited about eternals to a greater degree, so
1: yeah, this is a uh cinema critique podcast <laughs>
0: with our, with our well informed intelligent understandings of cinema uh
1: well, I think this movie needed a bunch more explosions <laughs> and maybe two more f bombs <laughs> uh more abs know. more I was gonna say something else, but we'll settle for abs. <laughs>
0: We also got some uh, Matt Turner Toad uh, tweets. So from Matt Turner, I have a bone to
1: pick with Matt Turner Toad. What did he get in my mentions about this week? I have a bone to pick with him. I was going to well, do that too, but I totally. Well,
0: Adam works on that. He did give us some helpful background. It was Iron Fist.
1: Oh, that's what it was. Sorry, he doesn't want Iron Fist to reboot. He says you can't be serious or something like that. Oh, and I just flew off the handle. I chucked my phone into the ground and I said for being a supporter of the podcast and he doesn't want
2: an Iron Fist reboot.
0: To be fair, your Iron Fist misery is a somewhat entertaining portion of the it's, show. It's a lovely
2: you. portion of the show and for I mean like I know the number of our listeners versus the number of people that watch the video of our our actual live recordings. Yeah, you know, there's there's very few that watch this video, so they can't see the Iron Fist memorabilia that you have over your shoulder while we record this. Your actual like Harold Meacham. Like the
1: ripped the ripped sash from Yeah. The fight and the the spot. Like if you tournament. wondered yeah. who
2: did, who bought everything at the Iron Fist auction, it was Adam. It was it was Adam. Um who the hell outbid me on the Ward Meacham? Oh, that
1: still pisses me <laughs> off. That still... It had to be Tom Does Palfrey have a something? girlfriend, uh, maybe?
2: Uh, I think him and Jamie Alexander uh, broke up. They're not Instagramming together. Um, right oh. I don't know. One day we'll see it pop up behind Caleb. And we'll be like, ha ha! <laughs>
1: That'd be awesome. I would quit the podcast. <laughs> Get in there. I would sign off and... Adios. So,
0: Matt Turner... Helpfully helped us. Uh, we talked about some things we didn't know too much about uh, in the comics. Mike, like always. Michael Morbius has, does have a bl- rare blood disorder that he tries to cure with messing with bats. And uh, the original Sinister Six, according to him, is Doc Ock, Electro, Vulture, Sandman, Mysterio, and Craven the Hunter.
2: You guys, it's possible I'm more excited about Morbius than like half the stuff coming out this year from Marvel Studios right i'm really excited about morbius oh we have another
0: hate one man we must be like we have more listeners now i really is it bad is it bad if i just say thanks for listening to the podcast in response um but we're uninformed and clueless
2: Uh, that's that's probably because you have a girl on the team and i am that's true i am uninformed and clueless (laughs) i don't know why you guys keep me around
0: well, it's kind of intentional. We kind of feel like it's good to have like people who know comic also Adam is not uninformed
1: yeah
0: adam is adam's got some good jokes
1: on you <laughs> but adam,
0: uh anyways, adam is an and then'm standing yeah. member we, of the press, and then we devolve into terrible fanfic pitches, so uh totally likely. Yeah, it seems really weird that people know so many details about our podcast they hate, and yet somehow they, they Thanks listen Thanks for to
2: listening, it. guys. We love you bunches.
0: Thanks for listening. That's our message to all of you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, and then also some guy named Brian tagged us in a video that I don't even understand. Oh, it's about casting Jason Segel as Craven, the hunter. I kind of forgot Jason Segel existed until just about now. Well, that's the end of the podcast. As we said, thank you for listening. If you're still here, you're awesome. So thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for supporting the show. We've got the Patreon. Keep listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Talk to you later, guys.